You're listening to Tipsy, Tipsy Book Reads. I'm Becca. And I'm Jess. And, and we're tipsy. Too many books on my TBR. Too many books on my TBR. Yeah. This podcast is like a book club for the antisocial. We make a drink inspired by the book we read and talk crap about life and fictional characters. We really hope you listen and drink along. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include reading vivaciously, extreme bouts of laughter, tipsiness from craft cocktails, talking shit about life and fictional characters. Listen at your own risk. Just a warning. This podcast is explicit. We are all over 21 and there are spoilers. We, we warned you. Wow. This is Emily Henry's world. We're just living in it. We're also just loving it. I don't know. I am. Are you loving yeah, it? Yeah, I am. Yay. This is part one of Happy Place. <laughs> is that how you feel good i um i don't know once again i didn't know what to expect i mean this Me either. book is like brand new brand new yeah um which we've never really done on the podcast like brand new brand new stuff yeah so this is exciting, exciting. <laughs> oh man they drink a lot in this book so i'm excited to see what you came up with yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. It was kind of hard to pick, but at the same point, it was, like, also kind of a given. So, like, when she first talks about her happy place, she's, like, talking about, like, when she's, like, visualizing it, right? She's meditating, and she's, like, what does it taste like? What does it smell like? And she mentioned, like, the taste of lemon. And then later, she mentions blueberries, obviously, Maine, blueberries, all of that. Um, and then when they all get there and they're celebrating, they're drinking Prosecco. So I felt like this was a very, like, poolside summer drink. Mm -hmm. um, it's spritz season. So I did a shot of blueberry vodka, muddled blueberries, lemon juice, and topped it with Prosecco. So it's like a lemon blueberry spritz. With a little Prosecco in it. <laughs> yeah, so Yay. cheers. Lemon blueberry spritz. Cheers. Summer. Yeah, very refreshing. Oh my gosh. Definitely a poolside with your friends drink. What are we doing? We should have did this poolside. Wow. What are, <laughs> who are we? We should have did this whole episode poolside. Pool also, side. we're dressed to like it's winter, but then again, we always do. <laughs> <laughs> I walked outside and I was like, I'm wearing overalls and a long sleeve t-shirt. This is a great choice for 93 degree weather. Well, I'm in Doc Martin boots mm -hmm. with long pants and a long sleeve shirt. So fair enough. It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, this was great. And like getting into this book, especially I was just on my cruise. So when I started it, I was like poolside on the oh. cruise and it was like a whole vibe. It was. Yeah. That's amazing. I was reading it last night because procrastination you know what I mean it's just a thing but I actually should we should clarify what chapters we're reading because I definitely couldn't stop reading I had to make myself stop so oh I don't know God, where I ended too. up stopping <laughs> oh really I actually stopped where we were supposed to stop but it it took a lot of self-control but also I'm like really into like three other books right now so I was like mm. I'll just put this down and read my other ones well, so it's fine same but I'm gonna save that for the end yeah me too um so what chapters are we reading? One through 18. Perfect. I read one through 19. 
Becca. But I made myself stop after 19. I was like, you got to stop. You're you not going to remember it. supposed to stop after 18. I know, but it was just like, I just, yeah. You're right. I don't, I'm wrong. <laughs> it was hard for me, for sure. It was so good. Um, I love this book. It's about, you know, a group of friends, college friends, getting together, which... I don't know. Do we have a friend group that we could just go together and like rent a beach house? It's just our family. <laughs> Your family, my family. That's it. We'll just do it. Which is funny because I just saw this thing on TikTok that this girl was talking about how like growing up they would always have like their one vacation and like as they became adults, even if um even if like they couldn't make holidays or whatever, they'd have like that one time that they go to this house or whatever. And I feel like we need to start that tradition. Can we start that? Is that a thing? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I know we kind of talked about doing a little, this is like our personal lives on this podcast right now, but we talked about doing like a girl's trip to not some place near us that. <laughs> yes. But like <laughs> would the be whole, really cool. like pick a state and Beach like house. fall in love with like, like I wish, like I don't have any family with any like house that, because I feel like this is a common book trope. Like yeah. the. They, they all Beach go to house. this house, and the house ends up getting sold, and it's, you like, this you, whole thing. You don't have a beach house I in the don't. middle of Maine? No, I don't. I don't. Me either. Dang. We should but work on that. We'll find an Airbnb or something and rent the same one every year. That'd be fun. Let's do it. We have our favorite places. We could do Maine. I love Maine. I've like, never been to Maine. Okay, so reading this book, also, I think I loved it so much because so many of the places they man- mentioned, I'm like... I love that place. Aww. Even to the point of like the they talk about popovers. Have you ever had one? Oh my gosh. It's to die for. And I think I know what place they're referring to because there's like I should have looked it up ahead of time. But there's a specific famous place where like you can sit outside and see the entire view and mm. it's the most glorious. I'll find a picture and post yeah. it in our behind the scenes. It's so beautiful. And it's so freaking good. They're so good. Pop-overs. What exactly is a popover? Like, I wasn't like, understanding. That's okay. It's like, um, it's dough, but it's like an egg dough. Okay. And so it forms, like, this big old, like, cloud-like structure. And then you can put um, a lot of different things on it. So they talked about, like, strawberry jam and stuff like that. Mm. I think a lot of, like, a cinnamon sh- butter sugar Ooh, thingy on it. But here, okay. let me look it up for you so you can kind of get your eyes on it. Because it's, like... Oh, no. Am I allergic to it now? Oh, no. I don't know. So, it's a light roll made with an egg batter similar to, like, a Yorkshire pudding. It looks like this. You, like, the cloudy. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, my gosh. To die for. Okay. To die for. But anyways, it was, like, I had mentioned going to Maine this summer, like, as a family vacay or something, which... Obviously, no one took me up on, but that's fine. Um, but my mom used to go to Maine every summer when she mm-hmm. was a kid. And so one year she took me um, and we went up and it was, I s- just have only fond memories of it. It was amazing. That picture up there is from it. That's mm-hmm. being blocked by the flowers. Cute. <laughs> but I know what picture you mm-hmm, Yeah, it was the best. So yeah, I've good. never been. But yeah, so it's a group of college roomies. That get together and somehow they're all like intertwined in each other's business and relationships and it's messy, guys. It's messy, but I love messy. So I'm here for it. This book, like, I feel like 
the feelings I was feeling while reading this book, like that nostalgia, the like, the bittersweet, I don't know, like it's, okay, don't get me wrong, because I am loving this book, but at the same time, I don't like that feeling. Okay. Like I would rather read books where somebody like dies tragically than feel that like Nostalgic? bittersweet nostalgia, like, Weird. yeah, it, I don't know, it's not a comfortable feeling. You know what? That makes total sense. I love uncomfortable feelings like that, and I don't like your Song of Achilles, where the murder is just so gruesome and horrific. I like that, and like, I love this. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I know the feeling. I hate change. Yeah. So, I just feel like I, like, see myself in this book, where I'm like, oh, yes. Interesting. That's cool. We'll have two different views for this. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't like that feeling. Mm. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm Much better. I don't know. Not that I want them to die, but, like, I feel like I would enjoy oh, it more if they were, like, grieving a death than, like, grieving, like, change. Okay. First off, that was really profound. I don't mean to move on from that statement because that was beautiful. But can you imagine an Emily Henry book just completely doing, like, a huge plot twist and they just all die? <gasps> and, like, it's a murder mystery or something like that? No one would that see would it coming. Wild. No one would Emily see Henry. it coming. Emily Henry, do you want to write a book together? I don't, I don't know. Do you? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if one, and I kind of felt like that was going to happen when they were like on the pool float. I thought somebody was going to like fall back and hit their head and die, and it was going to like turn into that. But then I was like, wait, this isn't Emily Henry. Like, right, it, I, it's not going to happen. Um, but that party's got a little bit out of hand it did are we ready to get into some scattered thoughts yeah now sure. that we're going into this oh yeah that party scene was crazy um this whole setup is kind of bizarre yeah like I was so uncomfortable the whole time but like a good uncomfortable where I was just like this she's gonna pass out right like I think I would pass out where I'm walking in I see an ex-fiance that wasn't supposed to be there he gave no closure no real reason like a four-minute phone conversation after like nine years i hate it yeah i hate breakups yeah death over breakups like in books yeah okay yeah i agree i hate it yeah i don't know um but i love the one bed trope (laughs) the minute that happened i was like yep sign me up (laughs) yeah and it's like obviously this house is like so riddled with memories for them so i think it's interesting we keep like getting like blips into Harriet's brain of like different things that have happened in the house and like how hard that must be um yeah especially this time around I can't imagine what a hard time for both of them like we don't really know his side yet and obviously it's riddled in something really bad um it's I mean it's like alluded to there's death in this there's death in this the yeah. dad dies yeah that's fun true. to read on father's day <laughs> <laughs> but anyways like and the mom something's going up with her you know yeah there's something serious that happens but here's the thing if you've listened to this podcast before you know my least favorite thing in the world is the miscommunication trope and if they would just take a second to talk literally because yes I was thinking the same thing. I feel like this is all going to boil down to one big miscommunication. Yeah. And I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be so pissed. I'm not going to lie. Like, the, the, 
this one's a little more focused on the actual romance piece. Okay. I thought it was going to be focused more on, like, the friendship, like, I'm between with the you. six of them. Mm-hmm. And it is very Harriet and Wynne. Yes, I'm so with you on that. When I did my, like, little character breakdown, I didn't know what to put for Sabrina other than type A lawyer. No. And, I have like, nothing. I have no nothing part? about any of them except for a little bit about Harriet and Wynne. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm surprised. I honestly went into this thinking it was going to be a multiple POV. Me too. Okay. I really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it kind of threw me for a loop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know what? Sorry, let's start a new thing. Every time we say something at the same time, drink. Take a drink. All right. Everyone's going to be drunk at the end of this podcast. But, no, I really did think it was going to be multiple POVs, and I thought we were going to get to see more about that, like, almost like that second coming of age. Like, you have the initial coming of age, but then there's that, like, oh, shit, like, everybody's getting married or having babies or, like, lives are changing and people are moving on and, like, we're not what we used to be where we could just, like, cuddle up in bed and, like, have our little, like, college friendships. Like, it's – and I thought it was going to be very focused on that. And Mm -hmm. it's very, like, what is this miscommunication between Wynne and Harriet? Which I think that's what it is because it's alluding to this, like, coworker of Harriet's – yeah, a and few times. Yeah, which, like, there's that, but then she's also, like, outright said, like, I didn't cheat on Wynn, too. So, like, there's something there, but I'm, like, and then he left, and then there was a four-minute phone conversation, and, like, I get he has to take care of his mom, which is, like, an additional outside factor, mm-hmm. but I think, like, I don't know, it was interesting, especially after finishing Book Lovers, because in Book Lovers he the main characters like love each other so much that they're like go do your thing and we'll make it work and I feel like this is the opposite Harriet even says like I didn't love him quite enough to not hold him back yeah he wanted to be back with his family and he wasn't happy in San Francisco and she didn't love him quite enough to let him go yeah yeah and which is kind of She's obviously not happy. Yeah. Like, she's not happy. She, there's no, there's, like, one, maybe two times she mentions about liking being a surgeon, and all the rest is just complaining about it. Yeah, and she's like, I like the cleaning part more than the actual surgery part. And the time that she talks about, god damn it, the place that Wynn is from, (laughs) she's so full of joy. Yeah. And, like, with his family. With his family. And, and just, just seeing him happy, even. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of weird. But I also get it in a way where you've been so focused on something for so long that changing it would be... Traumatizing. Traumati- traumatizing. Literally. Like, you know exactly how yeah. that is. But also just... And then not just for yourself, but everyone that's looking in on her. She obviously has such high pressure from her parents. Mm-hmm. And everybody, because they've always been like, oh, you're She's the a overachiever. She's the fancy... Even, like, from Wynn, he's like, oh, you're brilliant. You're this brain surgeon or whatever. Yeah. So, like, having that pressure and then, like, having the identity crisis of, like, be... And, like, she said something that really resonated with me. She's like... Ever since I was 14 years old, that's all I wanted to do. I don't yeah, know. I don't but, know So do. I think she's having this identity crisis of, like, oh, shit. Maybe that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, where does that leave me? Like, where is my identity if it's not in the one and only thing I ever wanted to do with my life? Yeah. Um, And I think the reason, like, when asked multiple times 
are you happy? Like multiple times. So in my eyes, I think he was doing his best to separate himself from her so that yeah. she can do bigger and better things. Right. And so he's like almost in a way trying to figure out if that was actually true. Like, did I yeah. make the right choice? And she's just being so stubborn and not just telling him, hey, I'm actually miserable and I hate it here. And mm-hmm. this isn't fun and I have one friend in the program. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think part of his breaking up with her was like him thinking that he was doing her a favor. Yes. That he was like holding her back and he didn't want to do that. But like fucking communicate. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like. I like it, but then again, like, there are some things that are, like, a little bit annoying that I'm, like, totally, I'm hoping and trusting in Emily to bring it all together because it's not, I feel like it's not her to write a book of just purely romance. Like, it's, yeah. it's got to be something so much more. And we do kind of get a little bit into the lives of others. Like, something's obviously going on with um, Claire or... Every time that I read Cleo, I think of Claire. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. You guys. H2O? You didn't watch H2O? No. You didn't watch H2O? No. What is that? Shut up. Nuh-uh. What is it? Oh, my God. It's the mermaids in Australia. And they, their one girl's name is Cleo. And they're like, Claire. No. I. That was my childhood. Are you kidding? Oh my god. Unless I'm having a sudden bout of amnesia. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We gotta stop everything. Oh, we gotta have an H2O just add water marathon. I need a trailer. Hold on. I think you're I think you know what I'm talking about. I've probably like seen like no of it, but I don't think I've ever <laughs> I'm sorry, they made an animation? Oh, Wait. This sounds horrible. This is horrific. But does that not at all ring a bell? No. <laughs> Our comment section is just going to be hate towards you for not watching H2O. <laughs> I cannot What believe. was it on? Like, what the fuck is Nickelodeon. that? Nickelodeon. Nick. Huh. So it's about these girls that get mermaid powers, and one's name is Cleo. I don't even remember the rest of them, their names, but they like have to deal with being a teenager and mermaid, and they can't get water on them, or it like is a real problem, and it like obviously causes a lot of issues. It's a very good obviously. show. We're gonna watch it. Okay. I cannot so believe funny. that. Wow. I was really not a Nick kid. Like Tyler and I have this conversation all the time. He was. He was like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon kid. I was like a Disney kid. Yeah, me too. But I feel like H2O brought Disney and Nick kids together. Hmm. I do. I think so. Okay. That's absolutely wild. I don't know how I'm going to move on from this. But um, <laughs> anyways, like at this point in my life, I'm going to need to be very drunk to watch that show. Oh, can do. How freaking fun. We'll watch that and then we'll watch Aqua... Uh, Marine. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll I watch H2L and then I always wanted a little blue strip in my hair. I wanted the starfish oh, earrings. Yeah. But okay, back to what I was saying. Like something's obviously happening with Cleo. 
And um, I don't think it's between her and her girlfriend necessarily, but I think something is seriously happening. She's exhausted. And then bizarro of Sabrina to just completely change her mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like be like flaky all of a sudden. Yeah. And and just all of a sudden want to have a marriage. Yeah. Weird. It is kind of weird. And I'm not going to lie. It took me like half of the half that we read to even like get the characters sorted in my head. Like who was who and who was dating who. And I wrote it. I, was, I literally wrote it out. And I think multiple POVs would have helped with that. Yes. I wrote Harriet the Star. Neurosurgeon... I don't know what I wrote next to it. Cleo, artist turned form for farmer, former, um, Sabrina, type A lawyer, Parth, which is that how you're pronouncing the name? And yeah, Parth is Sabrina's fiance. And then I wrote irrelevant next to him because he literally hasn't come up like more than a few times. Um, then win soccer player turned carpenter. Um, Harriet's ex dude definitely has ADHD. Kimmy party girl, Cleo's girl. That's what I wrote. More than I got from yeah. any of that. Oh, my gosh. Well, why don't we take a little break, readjust, try to figure out these these characters. Get another drink. Get another drink. And we'll be right back. We're back with more drinks and bladders <laughs> emptied. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyways, so I'm right there with you about the characters, like, being confused in my head. Yeah. I've noticed now that we've started doing, like, a character breakdown – that other books that I'm reading, I, like, want to do the same thing. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. It definitely, like, makes me think more about it and not just, like, I feel like sometimes I just, like, zoom through books and I'm like, yeah. wait, what was that? What did I read and why? Um, like, who? <laughs> You're mentioning someone from five chapters ago? Yeah. Fair enough. But, so, I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm a little apprehensive. Like, I like it. Like, I definitely wanted to keep reading. Like, that's true. Like, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. At one point, I wrote one of my notes as, if the mom is dead and that's why he's on his phone the whole time. (laughs) I thought that's what was going to happen, but no, she's alive. He would totally tell her that. Also, I love that he's, like, become a pothead with his mother. Incredible. I love it. I love that so much. Why do you think he's on his phone so much? Like, what's he laughing at? Because he explicitly said there's not another person. So before that, before she clocked it, I was like, there's someone else. Yeah. There's someone else and it's going to get real, real weird. But him saying, I don't think he would lie to her. Absolutely not. So I don't know. Maybe it is his mom just texting him. Like, hi. Yes, hi. I love that. Like, super high texting him the most bizarre, like, things, like, about Harriet's butt pottery or something. Yes. Like, it could totally be. It could be. I, I think it's going to – I think it's building up so much that it's going to be something super small. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I definitely, like – but the coffee table book, though, like, I was like, damn. Yeah. There's that's really another bizarre. girl. Weird. Um so out of character for him apparently yeah. you know weird um so to your point of i think it was last week you mentioned your pet peeve of things 
like phrases that are used multiple times. Yeah. What the fuck is swallow a laugh? She said, I swallowed my laugh 20 times. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when you go to laugh and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I would call it I've never done that before. But I've also like never been around my ex-fiance and I'm trying not to laugh at his jokes, you know? So like. But even like when they're in a group together, she's swallowed her laugh before. She also describes each character's laugh very precisely. I was going to say like her description of laughs in this book is her description of eyes and book lovers. Yes. Like some of them are guffaws. Like what is a guffaw? What the fuck is a guffaw? I think it's like ha <laughs> Like I don't know. Is what that is- my laugh? <laughs> um, I'm right there with the whoever has the description of not being able. Well, oh, what was it? It was like basically when you wheeze laugh, like you, like the the soundless laugh. Yeah, like you go, <gasps> and then it's just like or no, or sometimes I sound like my asthma comes out or something. <laughs> like I think smokers laugh. Yeah, and then a cackle. To me, the word cackle always sounds evil. evil. Take a drink. No, it does, though. Like, totally. I know it doesn't have to be, like, but in I always think of it as an evil laugh. Yeah. And a guffaw to me is, like, one of those belly laughs. Like, the uncontrollably, like, that is not a cute laugh, but it's, like, pure joy. I feel like, I don't know, I get so self-conscious about my laugh. I, now I'm really so, nervous <laughs> reading this book. I'm like, what is my laugh? I don't want to. Don't tell me. <laughs> Do not describe it for me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anywho. Oh, yeah, man. she does, like, go into quite some detail about the different laughs. Yeah, it's so strange. But I do. I'm right there with you in terms of I want to know more about their friendship. Like, the three girls. Because obvi- it obviously means a lot. I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> that blueberry bag could be getting to you. Mm-hmm. Um. It obviously means a lot to her. Yeah. And it just kind of grazed over. But I'm. they had a little conversation in the bar together, um, her and Cleo, I think. And she's like, I just want to spend time together. They spend a lot of time out of the house for a house being sold. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm, I'm, I understand Cleo totally. I'd want to just sit around by the pool and just talk about memories and, like, enjoy it. And they're yeah. out. Yeah, but I guess it's, like, their normal, like, go-to places. Mm -hmm. So I get, like, wanting to relive that, too. But also, I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of split timeline, and that kind of threw me off, too, because, like, it didn't tell me when. It just, like, threw me into that other part of the timeline, and it, like, took me a paragraph to be, like, oh, like, this isn't present day. No, I'm right there with you. this is a flashback. So I wish it was, like, dated, especially because at this point, I think her and Wynn had been together like eight or nine years or something. A long so time. So I wish it was like dated, like mm-hmm. years or something to like. Yeah, I thought it was, I'm, I thought it was weird that she always puts happy place as the as, flashbacks. I, it's just weird. Like I need a time, real life, and like then what, happy place. Yeah. Tuesday, yeah. real life Tuesday, and then where's happy life? It happy tells place. where happy place it tell like the happy place and then I'll tell the place like but whether not it was the Montana time, right? or Mon- Maine or whatever yeah, um so I wish we had like like a year and I like love, I can approximate but 
Yeah, happy place, Knott's Harbor, Maine, doesn't serve a time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many years? Like, when she met um, his parents, like, was that, like, how far into their relationship they was They said that? it. Ten months. Okay. Ten months officially. So that doesn't count all the time before oh, that they were yeah. secret. That's what keeps throwing me is they're throwing out these, like, dates and times, like, oh, we've been together for ten minutes, but officially, not secretively. Okay. And I think they were, like, sleeping together for, like, a whole year before they went out to their friends. Yes. Because that's when they moved to New York. So at that point, when he went to the parents, was it a year and ten months they had actually been? Like, I need, I need dates. I'm it's stressing me out. I need a timeline. Yeah. Let's make a timeline. <laughs> when we're done. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I like it. I think that we're gonna, we're gonna see where it goes. I definitely had trouble, like, stopping reading, especially where we ended off. Like, they're in the movie theater, and they're having this intense conversation, oh and they're gosh. actually starting to communicate they're starting for the first to talk. Time in, like, five months, and, like, I just wanted to read more of that. Um, she's so in love. She's still so in love after eight years. And he is, too. And he is, too. What is going on? Why aren't you together? This is what drives me nuts. Like, talk. Okay, so let's talk about the characters. Who's your favorite? Um, I had a hard time choosing because we don't know anything about the other freaking characters. I feel like even with Harriet and Wynne, we, ver- we know very little. Outside mm-hmm. of, like, their relationship, we don't know much about, like... It's stressing I mean, me out. Yeah. We're getting miscommunicated, too. <laughs> um, but I wrote Harriet as of right now. Wynn was a close second. And then also Kimmy was kind of low-key. Is she like, the party one? She's the party one. I love her. Incredible. She was kind of on on my list. I almost put her down. And then I was like, I just don't know enough about her. But she's the one that brought the weed gummies. <laughs> Amazing. Like, incredible. But Doing she, body shots. Wait, is she the one with the sober girlfriend? Yes. I kind of like Cleo. This, Cleo. I kind of like Cleo. But I would have to say Wynn is probably my favorite. Okay. Yeah. See? I, I mean... The fact that I know more about the side girlfriend <laughs> than I do about the three girls that, like, started this whole friendship is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Wynn is a Hufflepuff. Like, he puts a lot of emphasis on loyalty. Interesting. What do you think? I put him as Gryffindor. I put either Hufflepuff or Gryffindor, but by the end of these chapters, I put Hufflepuff. Okay. Just because it keeps going back to the loyalty for him. And how, like, I like I really don't think Harriet cheated on him, but that's a big piece of whatever this miscommunication is. Mm-hmm. And, like, even his loyalty to his family, how, like, he went back and, like, took care of his family and all of that. I think that, because I was going back and forth between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, mm-hmm. and I think that Hufflepuff, for me, my opinion of him, wins out um, because, like, I see... Him being super loyal to his family, to Harriet, and also for that being important to him. Like, Harriet's loyalty to him and all of those types of things. I don't think he would have left her high and dry like that if he was Hufflepuff, though. But if he thought it was what was best for her, I think he would. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with Gryffindor for now, okay. and then as I read, I'll, I'll decide. But um, I put... Parth as question mark. I put the rest of them as question mark except for Harriet. I think Sabine would be Slytherin because from what we know about her, she's very ambitious. Yeah. And like goal driven. 
And I put Harriet as Ravenclaw. I put her as Ravenclaw or Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because Cleo's she Hufflepuff. Does... Oh, yeah, for sure. And so is her girlfriend, Kimmy Hufflepuff. 100%. Yeah. For Harriet, I think she's either a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite, like, figured out, like, what her main, like, drive point is yet. If it's mm-hmm. the ambition or, like, I don't know. I didn't do Enneagram. Yeah, no, me neither. Okay. We'll do that we'll do at the end because I feel like I know nothing about them. Which is bizarre. We're 19 trap 18 chapters in. Literally halfway I'm through 19. the book. <laughs> halfway through the book. And I'm like, who are these people? Yes. I don't know. I don't I I like it right now. It makes me want to keep reading. Um But other than that, I wish I knew more about these characters. It's just a lot to juggle. It's a lot to go back and forth time-wise and I think yeah. a lo- I think if she did a multiple POV it'd be a little bit better in terms of us understanding I don't know yeah I don't know we'll see we we'll will see. um what kept you home this week but you weren't home <laughs> well I wasn't home I she was on a vacant. cruise um which first of all to all the TikTok haters I did have time to read on my cruise that's right um, I read this book called Does It Hurt? Oh my god. It was so good. I'm not surprised. It was like, okay, it was very spicy, like BDSM spicy. It was like recommended to me from somebody like in the run club. Um. Oh my gosh. But she let me borrow it and people, people were commenting on the TikTok, don't bring a borrowed book on a cruise, you're gonna ruin it. It's like, first of all, I can just think buy it- her a new book. Like, Second of all, like what yeah that's silly so I brought it and I binged it it was so good so like I read that it was incredible um I don't know it was really good and then I'm almost done with um boyfriend material it's so cute so on the cruise there was like this like waterfall grotto thing like you could walk through this like rock formation like in like the adult only pool Crazy. and I like found a way to get in where I wasn't getting like waterfalled on and I like sat in the water and I was like in this waterfall grotto like reading this book and then like the rest of my friends were like up at the bar like all this other things and like apparently I went missing for like three hours I was in the same place I was always in I never moved that's amazing but I got like halfway through this book and then I ended up I literally only have a few chapters left it's so good so Aww. I'm pretty much done with that I also read, um, I've been reading Harry Potter out loud to Tyler, like when we go on road trips and stuff. So we're almost done with Order of the Phoenix. Um, and I read half of this book. So I honestly, I read a lot on the cruise. I read probably in total, like the equivalent of what would be like three books. Um, so reading has kept me, I guess, not home. But, um, yeah, lots of good stuff that I've read. I was so annoyed at all those comments. But I was also thankful for the engagement, so thank you. Yeah, thank you, haters. But, yeah, they just don't watch or listen to the podcast, so they know that that we're mentally ill and can read books like nobody else. Literally, like me, it was like a almost a four-hour ride to the Mayan ruins. Me on that, like, hot, sweaty bus just, like, binge-reading this book about, like, 
BDSM while my husband like so sits funny. there half asleep. It was hilarious. It was incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh yeah. my gosh. So what keep, kept you home this week? Okay, everyone who's been waiting for this. I finally read Crescent City. Yay. It I was it. incredible. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Worth the hype. Worth getting through the first hundred pages. A lot of people said hundred pages. I would say it starts getting to the point of clarity in 50 pages, I would say. Because I made sure to like mark because I felt like it was weird, just like random 100 pages. But I think around yeah. 50, 50 to 60, it started to make sense. Um, And then I read that and I just finished the second one, which I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, I'm listening to it. And I think it's Shadow and what was it? House of... Too many houses. House of Sky and Breath. So freaking good. I I at first was like, oh, like the first one was so much better. Dang, like this is kind of disappointing. And then the last hundred pages happen. And I was warned to stop listening to it when at a certain point so that I could just sit there and actually listen or read it. And then poor Jessica, because I didn't listen to anyone's advice, I had to get through it. I kept playing it, and she walks in. I haven't seen her in a week, and I just ignored her. <laughs> She's like, hi, Bessie, love you. I got to finish this. I'm still so shook. If you've read it, please message me. Message me. Message us. I'll make sure she doesn't read, because she hasn't read it yet, but that's okay. She will. I am I'm so proud. I'm so proud of Sarah's decision for this. It's... It makes so much sense. Okay. Anyways, without getting any spoilers away. Okay. Oh, it's ho- so good. You've sold me on okay, it. Okay. You have to read. I'm so there with Brie in terms of like you have to read a specific order. <sighs> That's so many books. But I don't think like I loved, loved, loved Throne of Glass. Loved Throne of Glass. But I think that if you wanted to skip to to Akatar, you could. Okay. So I'm partially through Throne of Glass and then I got distracted by the series other books. or the book like this whole series. The series. Okay. Um yeah. So if you wanted to jump there and just like come along for the journey with me, that would be great. I think you could. It's so good. It's okay. so good. Okay. Um hmm. what kept you up at night? <sighs> I have mine if you want me to go first. Yeah, go for it miscommunication tropes literally i think that's what makes me want to continue reading this most of the time i want to throw a book that has miscommunication i won't tend not to finish them because i'm like this is dumb i hate this just talk but for whatever reason i feel like because so many times they start to talk and then they get interrupted where i'm like it's gonna actually happen (laughs) it's not gonna end like normal people (laughs) like it's going to be good. So, I don't know. Miscommunication trope keeps me up at night. I can't stand it. I agree. It's annoying. I was talking to Tyler. So, like, on the cruise we were on, first of all, it had a library. What? Literally, it was the cutest thing. It was very tiny. It was, like, probably the size of this room, the whole library. But they had, like, like a swap shelf. 
and they had like other books you could like check out while you were on the cruise and I was like oh my god I didn't need to bring so many books like I could have how would you know that right and they had like books in different languages they had like the book I was talking about last time that all all the light you cannot see they had it in like Italian which by the way I own (laughs) not only do I own it our first readathon I brought it with me to read (laughs) that's first of all so funny um but they had like all these books and books in different languages and they had like chess tables it was the cutest thing i was like wow the fact that this cruise ship has a library can we name drop maybe they'll sponsor us hey norwegian cruise lines um sponsor us we'll do we could do an episode we can do an episode in your library on the cruise ship but you you have to pay for the cruise yes sponsor us but we'll post a lot of content we will so Anyways, um, they also had, like, a brewery on board, which was really cool. So, Tyler and I were talking about, like, different tropes. And, like, he doesn't read, but he's into anime. And, like, tropes are a very big very, thing in anime. Yeah, um, So, he was, like, asking me, like, what my least favorite trope was. And I was like, you know, Becca would relate to this in the fact that, like, miscommunication. Like, just fucking talk. Literally. And then that was before I started this book, right? I was like, miscommunication trope is so annoying. Because he was asking me about about, about boyfriend material. Because that's what I was reading when we were in there. And I was like, it's like, like fake relationship, fake dating trope. Like, um, I like fake dating tropes. But I was like talking about tropes I did and didn't like. And I was like, fuck miscommunication tropes. Literally, because communication is like such a big thing for me. I'm like, just talk it out. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know who hates high fives? Cleo. Literally. Fuck Cleo. No, I'm just kidding. I like her. I really like I her. She's the like farmer. She's the high five thing like is so funny. Um, <laughs> I love her boundaries. But yeah, so I agree. Miscommunication traits are... But I, I'm i going to hold on. I have faith. That should be our rating system. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. So far, I'm like... <laughs> okay, what kept me up at night? Um, Yeah, same. Miscommunication traits. Oh, it's so annoying. And yeah. the fact that like... There's not enough hours in a day to, like, read as many books as I want to read. Oh, my gosh. I felt this last week when you were talking about all the things that are coming out. I was getting actually stressed because I'm like, yeah. I haven't read that one. I haven't read that one. I haven't read that one. Oh, my gosh. I need to read that one. Speaking of, I just saw an – oh, God, what's his name? Adam Silvera, the guy who wrote um, – they both die at the end. Oh. There was a third one coming out. Incredible. That's insane. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I haven't read it, though, so that's exciting for you. Yeah, I'm very excited. That's exciting for you. I'm very excited. Good, I'm happy for you. Yay. Um, I need some more heart-shattering books. Fuck this miscommunication shit. Well, if anyone saw my TikTok that I posted, send me things that made you cry, and then I never read any of them. <laughs> but I will, I promise. So you can go look at that list. Because I, I saw a lot of them were things that I was warned about prior. So go look at it like crying fair enough go look at the recommendation list but yeah miscommunication sucks um do we have any housekeeping not really (laughs) (laughs) she's Um, so tired i am um next week we will cover 19 through the end through the end of the book or if you're like me 20 you gotta reread 19 i will oh girl did you read 19 no 
girl. You'll want to reread mm. 19. I know what we're doing after this. Ah! Anyways, I'm glad we picked this book, though. I like it in terms of, I don't know if I like it yet, but I do like it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like Emily. Emily. <laughs> Take a drink of how many times we just said like in a sentence. I like Emily Henry. Also, her lipstick in this book cover <gasps> matches she's, the book cover. She's, she's stunning. stunning. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I don't have anything left. Oh, no. Lemon in my face. No, but she's literally gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. Can she be our bestie? Also, her <gasps> lipstick matches the cover of the book. Claire. It's like she planned that. Come on, come on our episode. You could you could sit right here. And if you didn't want to sit right here, <laughs> we'll get you a chair. We'll get you a chair. Okay? And then we'll ask you all the questions. We'll make you a really good drink. We obviously, will. you got some. And if you don't drink, we make good mocktails, too. We make, she makes, let me, who is this we? She makes such good drinks, such good mocktails. Emily Henry, would you like to have a vacation? We live in a vacation place world's most famous beach <laughs> oh when we got into miami there was this like ad it was like world's most famous beach and it made daytona look stunning like it made daytona really? look better than cozumel mexico what really the ad the videos it like zoomed in on this like happily in love couple and like showed the waves i was like be careful where you step on that sand you don't know what you're gonna step on no but, like, the video Literally. made it look so good. It was, like, world's most famous beach. With hypothetical feet. Good luck, everybody. So bad. But so anyways, bad. people do vacation here, so. Yeah, so come, and we can do this podcast anywhere. Yeah. So if you'd rather us somewhere come, nicer. We'll come to you. Just pay we'll for come our to airplane you. tickets. I mean, honestly, you don't even have to pay for our airplane tickets. I'll pay for my own if I get We'll to pay for you. our own. Um, this sounds amazing. Emily Henry. She's you don't know us, but we know you. <laughs> She's like, I hate these girls. Cozy mystery. <laughs> okay. I'm right there with her, though, with the cozy mystery. Like, I know we're trying to end this episode and everything, but I am I love a cozy mystery. What would be an example of a cozy mystery? Um, My best example I could give right now off the top of my head is actually a video game. It's not even a book, but it's called... I don't remember. I uh, love fuck. I don't remember. It's my <laughs> favorite video game. Dang it. It's, but it's like a kind of mystery where the mystery is up in the air still. So it's like you're solving it as you go. Crap. I wasn't paying attention to my timer. My bad. My timer went off because you can't hear it. But anyways, um, someone just described it as like the biggest thing that happens is the murder and then everything else is just solving it so very like nancy drew mm -hmm. not like multiple things okay. happening at once okay mm -hmm. fair enough yeah we'll have to read a cozy mystery and do a mini sode oh my god i would love a cozy mystery send us your cozy mystery <gasps> recommendations i have so many cozy fantasies that i want to read yes so love cozy fantasy very sweet i yeah. love it i want to do a cozy mystery though let's do it okay all right cheers cheers stay tipsy stay tipsy oh like follow subscribe please Please. Pretty please. Please. With extra sugar on top. Please.